At a time when live theater is placed on standby, technology can deliver a safe and accessible form of theatrical entertainment. For the purposes of discovery, knowledge, and experience, I am proud to present the Knight's Ghostlight Podcast. This podcast is being created through a collaborative effort by a group of sound design students and me, their teacher, Lindsay Putnam, at University of Central Florida. Together, we call ourselves the Soundhounds. The students all have a creative hand in formulating, researching, designing, mixing, and editing the episodes, with me providing guidance, support, and direction. Thank you to all who listen. From the Soundhounds at Theater UCF, we are proud to present the Night's Ghost Light Podcast. Season 2, Episode 2, The Outer Limit by Graham Dorr. minute? Some people think they can. Nuclear scientists, mathematicians, astronomers, biologists. They'll predict the shape of the future. Why? Because they make the future. Because they see beyond the known dimensions of time and space into the unknown. Dimension X. We go ahead in time now to 2065. We're on a vast concrete runway set in the desert of the southwest. A giant metal ship stands before us, prow pointed for the stars, and in five minutes the signal will flash and it will tear up through the atmosphere to the outer limits. Attention, attention, clear field for takeoff, clear field for takeoff, clear field for takeoff. Five minutes, Steve. Right. Warm it up, Charlie. Turn it over. I want to go over the procedure again, Steve. Don't worry. I've got it all memorized. Just make sure. Okay, I take it up on jets to 50,000, and then I cut in the rockets. No lower, or your tail blast will blow out three counties. I climb four minutes on rockets and then start maneuver test. Remember that. No more than four minutes. Right. This ship isn't like those strato rockets you've been testing. It's the first one built for outer space. If it works, we can go clear to Jupiter, or maybe even farther. If I'd known that, I'd have brought my toothbrush. Well, not this trip. Now get this, Steve. You've got power there to clear the Earth's gravitational field. But remember, 
After you cut in the rockets, you've only got 10 minutes fuel. If you go beyond the outer limit and you don't save fuel for the return... I know. I won't get down again. That's right, Steve. You'll drift off into space. Get that now. 10 minutes fuel. Gotcha. Now, as far as I'm concerned, this project is a lot more important than the cosmic ray bomb they're testing out in the Pacific tonight. Well, Security Commission brass doesn't think so. I don't see any undersecretaries under anything. <laughs> don't worry. In the long run, our ship will make the CR bomb back page stuff. But in the meantime, it's just as dangerous. Remember, half the principles on the ship are pure theory, Steve. Slide rule stuff. If anything goes wrong, we may have to scrape you off the landscape with a soup spoon. You have a charming sense of humor. Now here's what I'm getting at. We're risking your neck on this test. If anything blows, we don't want the next man to pull the same methods that ended up failing. I know, Heather. So keep your mic open and keep talking. If anything goes wrong, we want to know exactly why. And we won't be able to ask you. Let us know before you pull every switch. Before you do anything. You got that? Yeah. Even if you only have to blow your nose. Alright, get those fuel lines away. Okay, Charlie. Well, I guess that's about all, Steve. That reminds me. Look, if Mary calls, I'm just up on a milk run. I didn't tell her today was it. How is she? She's okay, but she's due about now, and I don't want her to be nervous. Hey, I didn't know the baby was that close. Yeah. Steve, I really ought to be sending a single person on this job. What? And cut me out of a soft paycheck? Forget it, Heather. You know you can't get anybody else who can take 15 G's acceleration when those rockets cut out. Yeah, I know. It's time, Steve. Yeah. Well, see you later. Don't worry, Heather. I'll sweat for both of us. Button it up, Charlie. You got it. So long, Heather. So long. We'll give you the light from control. Okay, Steve. Got you on the speaker. I'm ready to go. Miss Hansen? Ready on radar, Sergeant? Check. Miss Hansen, you better see this. What is it, Elsie? Message sent in for Steve. Mrs. Weston just left for the hospital. What? Hello, Steve. What? Stand by a minute. Shall we hold takeoff, Miss Hansen? What? Oh, yes. No, just wait a minute. It's, uh, it's too late now. Aren't you going to tell him? Maybe he's got enough to worry about. Hey, what's holding us up, Heather? Something on your mind? No, no. It's nothing, Steve. I just wanted to say... Good luck. Clear for takeoff, Charlie? Yes, we are. Okay, give him the light. Steve, I'm reading you clear. I'm at 40,000. Airspeed 600. It's running fine. The soundproofing works. 
There's a third degree waiver in the AGI pressure. Got that, Charlie? Check. Dead center on radar, Miss Hanson. 50,000 now. Cutting out the port jet. Now the starboard. I'm off jets. Airspeed dropping. Opening the rocket selects. The switch sticks a little, Charlie. Actually, at the hull, pressure the 350. All right, now I'm advancing the ignition key. Here goes rocket one. Steve, you all right? Yeah. Feels like someone slugged me with a sledgehammer. Airspeed now at 1200. Here goes number two. Hello, Steve. Elapsed rocket time is now four minutes. What's your altitude? Over to you. Speed 4400. Still climbing. Altitude 297 miles. All right, you're at the outer limit. Level off for maneuvers test. You've got exactly six minutes fuel left. Okay. Starting a three degree left bank. It's a little sluggish. There, it's all right now. There's a low vibration someplace. Maybe the cockpit hatch? Now I'm straightening out. Five minutes fuel left. Now I'm starting a three degree right. Hey! What's the matter? What's wrong? There's something up here. Something shiny. What are you talking about? There's something above me, Heather. I'm gonna chase it. Steve! Steve! You're at the outer limit now. I can see it playing now. Steve! Don't go any higher! You've only got four minutes left! You've only got- There's too much static. I can't hear you, Heather. It's dead ahead now. I'm gonna make a pass at it and get a good look. Hey, it's swerving to meet me. It's dead ahead now. It's dead ahead. Hello? Uh, hello, Steve? Steve, come in! Nine minutes of fuel gone. Still no sign on radar. Hello? Hello, Steve? Steve, what's happened? Charlie, get out the crash squad. Tell the army squadron to alert their search planes. Right. Nine and a half minutes. Crash squad, crash squadron, hello? Charlie Clapper hello? Miss Hanson, hello? we need Steve. a search squadron. What's Where the devil no, is he? Miss Hanson's busy. Hello? Come in, Steve. Come in. Hello? Hello? Steve? Hello? Steve? Ten minutes. Miss Hanson. That's the end of his fuel. Has it been now? Ten hours, Miss Hanson. Nothing more on radar, Sergeant? Screens blank. Colonel Corelli called in. Search planes are back. They didn't find anything. There should be some trace. He couldn't have bailed out, could he? You don't hit the silk at 4,400 miles an hour. He either went past the outer limit and ran out of fuel, or something blew and we'll find the pieces scattered from here to the coast. Why does it always have to be the best man? Always the best man! I'll get it. Charlie, Control? Charlie, you know, we, yes, we've got to figure it. out what was wrong. Mm. Yes. Is that so? Something must have blown. All right. I'll tell him. All right. 
Miss Hansen? Yes? There's a message from Northside Hospital. For... For Steve. Mrs. Weston's fine. It's a boy. Thank you, Elsie. It's a boy, Charlie. Oh. Fine, fine. It's a boy. He didn't even know she went to the hospital. How am I going to tell Mary that? It wasn't your fault, Miss Hanson. The ship had to be tested. Yeah, yeah, and we'll build another one, and some flying fool will shoot past the outer limit into space. <sighs> oh, I'm getting old, Charlie. You can remember when I used to take him up myself. Now I've got to send other people. It's a job, Miss Hanson. Now I'm afraid. Every time I hear a jet go off, I jump. Every time I have to send someone up into a new model, I start to sweat. Miss Hanson. Yeah? I think there's something on the radar. No flights scheduled in, are there, Elsie? We have the whole day cleared. It's coming in behind us. Here it comes over the building. Crazy jockeys buzzing the field like that. Is it an army plane, Charlie? Uh, I can't say. Turning. Charlie, alert the field. I know that engine. Steve. That's impossible. That's his ship. Can't be. Well, there's no other model like that. It's Steve, all right. He's coming in. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Sit down, Steve. The quicker we get this done, the quicker you get to see Mary and the baby. Heather? Heather? Elsie, give the order to check and refuel the rockets. I don't want anyone in here until I get Steve's reports. Bury any calls. All right, let's have it. What the devil happened to you? Heather, does that cosmic ray bomb still go off tonight? What are you talking about? Straighten out, Steve. Where have you been for the last ten hours? Listen... Heather, there's something more I've got to- Come on now. I've got to get a report on the screen to Washington, so let's have it. I've got to know how you stretched out ten minutes fuel to keep you in the air for ten hours. Now one thing before I talk. Look, Steve. Have the Geiger men run over the ship before they refuel. What'd you run into? So help me, Heather, I don't know. We better check and make sure it isn't radioactive. Elsie, add a Geiger report on the standard check. Steve, maybe we better have a doc look you over, too. No, no. I'll be all right. They said I'll be all right. They? Look, man, I know you've had a tough time, but we've had this field on alert for ten hours. One of the army boys cracked up looking for you, and he's hurt bad. So let's have the story. Let's have it straightforward. I don't know how to tell you. Heather, I saw something up there. At 300 miles? I chased something up there, Heather. And I caught it. Now don't hand me that. Listen to me. I was cruising along, just starting the right bank when I spotted something. It must have been going about half my speed. It was egg-shaped and smooth. I made a pass at it, and I was coming back for another, and then there was a humming sound. Humming? Sort of vibration. And I blacked out. I was heading straight for it at 4,400 miles an hour. I thought it was going to be the biggest smash since Hiroshima, and 
Heather, is there a drink in that bottle? Never mind that, Steve. What happened? I came to... inside their ship. Uh-huh. Steve, this whole thing's been a devil of a strain on you. I'm gonna have to call Major Donaldson from the Army base. Ask him to sit in. Psychiatrist? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let him run his test. They'll tell you I'm not kidding. Because, Heather, unless I miss my guess, I've just been tipped off to the way the world ends. All right, Mr. Winston, suppose you continue your story. Yes, let's have it, Steve. You woke up inside this ship? Yes, and uh, the place was jammed with machinery. Dials, blinkers, I couldn't recognize anything. And you were surrounded by these men from Mars? Another galaxy, millions of miles outside of our solar system. That's all I know. You figure out where they came from. And they came all that distance to find the Earth? Yes. They tell you that? Yes. You mean they spoke English to you? No. No, they didn't. That's funny. I hadn't thought. They didn't really speak to me at all. They just planted the thoughts in my mind. You mean thought transference? Telepathy? That's right. Well, Steve, what brought them here? We did, Heather. We rang their bell. We brought them in. Well, how? With our atomic explosions. Heather, that's why you gotta stop that bomb test tonight. I give up. Look, you gotta believe me, Heather. How can I make you understand? Would you submit to narco-psychometry? What's that? Under the proper drugs, I can put you back in this, uh, ship by suggestion. Then we can get a playback record of your memory pattern on the audio circuit. How long will it take? Half an hour. We'll have to go up to the lab. Would you believe me if it checks? It will give us an accurate memory picture of what your mind reports. All right, let's go. Heather, you gotta believe me. We haven't got much time. You should be getting drowsy now. Count backwards from 10. 10, nine, Eight, seven, six, six. He's under. Now we attach the head plate electrodes. The cortical pickup. Look out for that wire, Miss Hansen. 3-0 setting, 31.3. Now throw that switch, Miss Hansen. I have to start him off by suggestion. All right, Steve, you're in the ship now. You're in the rocket. Rocket. You're in the rocket. You're in the rocket, and you've just sighted something strange. I'm starting at three degree right. What's that? Hey, 
There's something up here. Something shiny. His memory pattern. We're picking it up electronically. Something above me, Heather. I'm gonna chase it. It's transmitting through the audio circuits. I'm getting static. I can't hear you, Heather. This is where we lost contact with him. I'm gonna make a pass at it and... Hey, it's swerving to meet me. It's dead ahead now. It's dead ahead. Now what? This is where he blacked out. There's no telling how long. Minutes or hours. What's that noise? I, I don't know. I'm quiet. Where? How did I get in here? What? Who are you? Is he seeing them? Intergalactic patrol? What's that? What are they saying, Steve? What are they saying? It's about nuclear fission. They know about it. They know the danger of it. Long ago, they had wars that almost destroyed them. And finally, they learned. Now they've outlawed war. Go on, Steve. They patrol space. When their detector picks up an atomic explosion, they send a patrol. What are they going to do? They've quarantined us. Quarantined? They've isolated the Earth, because we don't know how to control ourselves yet. Until we learn, we'll be a menace to the whole universe. What is this nonsense? Quiet. How are they going to do it, Steve? They've spread a layer out here of... I don't know how to call it. All around Earth, it's, it's miles deep. When there's an atomic explosion on Earth, the radioactive particles will drift up to this layer and set off a chain reaction. It'll go around the world in microseconds. And that's the end. The end? What's he- Wait. Yes? Yes. I understand. I've got to bring back the warning. You're going to put me back in my ship to bring the warning. Now what? He's blacked out again. I guess that's all. What does all that mean? It's what he remembers. You don't think that really happened? No, no. The narcopsychometry circuits produce what he remembers. Just means that Steve believes this happened. Oh. Uh. I don't like to see this. Uh. I've seen too many good pilots snap. Steve is the best I've known. How bad do you think he is? Frankly, outside of the presence of this well-organized hallucination, there's no sign of imbalance. It may not be too serious. If he had a more plausible story, I'd be inclined to believe him. What? Why? Heather? It's alright, man. Did you hear it, Heather? You understand? Sure, sure. We've been quarantined. Let me give you something to make you sleep, Steve. But don't you understand? They fixed it so that we set off one more nuclear explosion. That'll be it. Of course. Don't roll your sleeve down. You don't believe me. Now take it easy, Steve. That test tonight? They're setting off a CR bomb. Heather, what time is it? 11.20. Well, it's scheduled for midnight. Heather, we gotta stop that bomb. Steve, let Donaldson give you the hypo. Heather, you gotta believe me. I saw them. I got the warning. If we touch off that bomb tonight, it'll be the biggest galactic New Year's Eve of all time. The whole Earth will go up like an M80. April 8th, 2065. The end. 
Now look, Steve, you better calm down. Don't you want to see Mary and the baby? You've got a new son, remember? Well, that's just it. I want to see my son. I want him to live. If that bomb goes off... Heather, we've got to stop them. Miss Hansen, I think we'd better go over to the base hospital. Heather, you got to believe me. Yeah, sure, Steve. Maybe there is something to it. Look, it's out of your hands. I'll put it in their port and shuttle it to Washington in the morning. In the morning? There isn't going to be any morning, Heather. Don't you understand? we got to call Washington now. Get the head of security commission and postpone that test. Now, you know I can't do that, Steve. My neck would be out in a mile. Besides, this is 2065, not 1965. Nearly every country has nuclear bombs now. What's the use of stopping just this one? The rest will keep right on popping them off. Well, we'll have to call an international conference. Can't you understand, Heather? The first one that goes off finishes us. It's the end. They've given us the quarantine warning. Steve, I think you'd better go with us to the base hospital. But- Look, Steve, we can call up for a detail if we have to. All right, all right. I'll go with you. I don't need a straight jacket. That's the way, Steve. You'll probably feel better by morning. Let's go. Well, Steve, tomorrow I'll drive you over to the hospital to see Mary and your new baby. Sure. Look at the ship under the floodlights. Pretty, huh? You'll be flying her again soon. Don't you worry. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. What's she doing out on the line? They refuel her? Yeah. We got Klauswitz coming in tomorrow from Denver for another test. Figure we should give you the day off. That's good. That's fine. Steve, Steve, come back! Come on, Donaldson! Steve! Steve, wait! He's heading for the rocket. Look, there he goes up. The crazy fool! We can't get at him now. That cover's armored glass. He's waving. Yeah, towards control. It's the radio. He means the radio. Come on. Uh, I should have gotten help. Good thing the radio's still hooked up here. Hello? Hello, Steve? Listen to me, Heather. You gotta call Washington now. Come on out of that rocket, Steve. I'll call my medics. Don't try anything, Heather. They've refueled the rocket for tomorrow. Take it easy, Steve. You know what'll happen when I fire the rocket tubes down there? Steve, don't. It'll burn every building for five miles. All of us in one big flash. Okay. Okay, what do you want? You gotta stop that bomb. You gotta call Washington right now. They won't believe me. You make that call or I cut in the rocket. Now I mean it, Heather. Now hook my screen to yours in parallel. I want to see exactly what you're doing. All right, all right. Just, now just don't fire those rockets. Get going, Heather. We've got 12 minutes to make that call and stop that bomb. All right, I'm making the parallel hookup right now. Donaldson, do you think he'll really set off the rockets? I don't know. Up until now, I'd say he was almost normal. But now, he's liable to do anything, Hanson. Steve. Steve, there. Are you getting it on your screen? Yeah. Now put that call through. All right. Operator. Visit a screen to the Washington office. All the lines are busy, ma'am. If you'll try again in a half hour... This is security commission priority. The color of the day is Sartreuse, and the magic number is 28. Yes, ma'am. Just a moment, please. Ten minutes, Heather. Listen, Steve, I'm trying. They're ready to take your call, ma'am. Washington Security Commission 3, this is urgent. 
I want Undersecretary Sam Ames. Washington 3, one moment, please. Hurry, will you? One moment, please. What time is it, Donaldson? 11.51. Do you think he'll fire those rockets? He might. Washington. Visit screen 3. Undersecretary Sam Ames, please. That is a coded exchange. I cannot accept your call without clearance. Get it through, Heather. Listen, Washington, put it through. This is Miss Hansen at the San Marco Air Base. This is a priority call. I'm coded. One moment, please. I'll check your code number. Get that through, Heather. That bomb goes off at 12. Be reasonable, Steve. I, I... Your call is cleared, San Marco. Washington visits screen three. Sam Ames, please. Security Commission Ames. Listen, Ames. Oh, hello, Hanson. Ames, you gotta get me to the chief. Are you kidding? He's at the test control room. Yes, I know, but get him for me. What's up? You seem upset. Or, or is it just a bad connection? There's no time. I, I've got to get to him before the test. It's about the CR bomb. I can't take that responsibility. Get that through, Heather, or I blast. What's going on there? Ames, my project has a high enough rating. This is a priority A call. What? Okay. It's your neck. I'll try and get him for you. He's in the control room. So you have to switch off your screen and speaker and go in headphones. Too much going on in there. Security rolling. Hear that, Steve? I've got to cut the incoming screen. All right. But don't try anything. Eight minutes, Heather. Hello. Hello? What? You got it, Heather? Yes. This is Hansen at San Marco. No, sir. Priority A request to cancel the bomb test. No, no, I'm serious. This is deadly serious. We sent the X2 JTR up today in the outer limit. We uncovered evidence... Yes, on the automatic instruments. What's that? No, possible chain reaction. No, I can't tell you the whole story. There isn't enough time here. Yes, yes, I'll bring the readings into Washington in the morning. You've got to postpone the test till you see them. Look, I worked on contracts with the commission for ten years. Yes, I have complete confidence in my information. You can record that. Yes, I'll call you back immediately. Goodbye. Heather? Heather! He's agreed to cancel, Steve. The bomb won't go off. <sighs> All right, man. You can come down out of that ship. All right, Steve, come down. Sure, Heather. Just a second. He's opening up. Heather, Here he comes. I was scared. I was plain scared. Easy now. It's all over. The bomb won't go off. Thank goodness. Look, I want to see Mary and the baby. Can you get me transportation now? Wait a minute, it's almost 12. They won't let you in the hospital now. I want to see the baby. Sure you do. But you've been under a strain. I've got a shot for you here, Steve. It'll give you a good night's sleep. Alright. Roll up your sleeve. Yeah. Here. There. That'll make you sleep. The sergeant will find you a bed. Yes, sir. Come on, Mr. Weston. Okay. Good night, Heather. I'm 
kind of be. It's been a tough night. Sure has. I thought for a minute that he was going to blast those rockets and send us all to Kingdom Come. Yeah. Quite a stunt, getting the ray bomb test called off. It isn't called off. But the chief said... Ames couldn't get to the chief. I was talking to an empty line. Bomb goes off in a couple of minutes. Oh, poor Steve. He was one of the best. He was the best. One in ten million. To some story of his, poor guy. For a while... He almost had me believing in that quarantine. That's a very common delusion, end of the world. Yeah, I suppose so. It's a nice night. Never saw the stars so bright. We'd better be getting in. That wind is cold. That bomb goes off in 30 seconds. Poor Steve. You know, Hanson, there's just one thing. Yeah? It's outside of my field, but I'm curious. How did he keep that ship in the air for 10 hours? With only 10 minutes fuel. Night's Ghost Light Podcast is brought to you in part by Theater UCF. Season 2, Episode 2 was produced, adapted, and directed by Lindsay Putnam. Sound designed, mixed, and edited by Autumn Kreidler. Assistant Director and Dramaturgical Research by Caitlin Gamery. Assistant Music Design and Research by Erica Fox. Assistant Dialogue Editing by Raymond Bramante and Alyssa Marrero. And Sound Effects Editing and Research by Lucas Royer. The role of announcer slash speaker voice was played by Lindsay Putnam. The role of Heather Hansen was played by Emily Williams. The role of Steve Weston was played by Drew Stark. The roles of Charlie Clapper and Operator One were played by Dunstan Ash. The role of Tech was played by Raymond Bramante. The role of Sarge was played by Erica Fox. The roles of Elsie and Undersecretary Ames were played by Athena Jean Etienne. The role of Dr. Donaldson was played by Lucas Royer and the role of Operator 2 was played by Autumn Kreidler. Theme music by Lindsay Putnam. The Outer Limit was written by Graham Dorr and originally recorded and produced by Dimension X Radio Show in 1950. Thank you for listening, and please check out our next episode coming soon anywhere you get your podcasts.